0: Christmas has come way early this year because I got on the podcast Bruce Kears. He's in charge of all the NRDP side of things. He's from Basketball Australia. He's just a wealth of knowledge and this is one of the most informative podcast episodes I've been able to put out. So make sure you strap in, listen to the end and yeah, I hope you guys learn a lot. But before we get started... A word from our sponsors. Yes, you heard it right. Behind the whistle is sponsored. Woo! This will be publicly announced in due time. But as for now, make sure you go follow at JD8Official, JD8Official Number eight official on all social platforms. They're a referee mentorship program with an elite level academy to help serious officials take their performance to another level. They also even have an amazing online shop With all your officiating merch needs, I have like two of everything because I don't want to be that one guy that doesn't own JD8 stuff. (laughs) My favorite item is the JD8 long sleeve. The material is to die for and I wear it on the daily, like even now in like the blistering heat. It's just that comfy, all right? It's that kind of comfort. So make sure you check it out. JD8, that's where it's at. Let's go. And now an uninterrupted podcast with Bruce Kears. So, day four of state champs, we're out here in the room in the afternoon. I'm sitting down with Bruce Kears. Bruce, I don't know a lot about you. Could you just introduce yourself and let me know about what kind of role you have within basketball at the moment? And, uh,
1: yeah. No worries. Um, yeah, my role at Basketball Australia is I'm the referee development manager. So I am responsible for all the development, which would be our referee the development program known as the NRDP um, process we are putting all the the curriculum the courses online so to make that easier Wow um, and any other sort of like um, different development where they're looking at like it's been score table whether it's being um, court supervisor referee supervisors and you know tribunals anything like that that's what we're looking at doing
0: interesting interesting. I wanna dive straight in because I want it to be concise. So I wanna know about more about this NRDP stuff. So can you tell me about the pathway of how referees, because we're, we're talking about an audience of referees that are mostly young and they're trying to improve. How, does, how do referees enter this pathway for a start? So
1: mostly, most states have their own state development program. Mm-hmm. So that's where the states all identify them. Our National Referee Development Program has now changed. It used to be a program, it was everyone just came into a program and the state sort of ran it. Mm-hmm. Now this is individualised development. So these referees that are coming into our program now, and it's not a big, it's a select group. We, they're selected by, the nominated by the state, they're recognised by the WMBL and NBL, mm-hmm. um, and then what we do is we put them in the program and it's, it's an individualized program that has psychologists, nutritionists, mm. so we are trying to develop them to be a, an elite athlete and the ultimate goal is to have them on the WMBL within so many years. But that's, it might be one year they get on, but it might be a couple of years, but we are looking at expediting their development mm. to it.
0: Mm. So you're trying to make this go online?
1: No, no, oh, no, this is personally this is face to face. Ah, got you. So these guys will be going we were looking at bringing them in for the, the national development uh, camp and AIS but that now has been postponed. Mm-hmm. So we won't be doing it that way, we'll be doing it by Zoom. Got so you. each one will sit down, it's it's I mean it's individualised. So the psychologists will sit down and, and test them, see what they need, we work with them. Mm. Different referees will do need different um, thing so there might be with nutrition how they're how they're eating what they do on the road what they do before games after games um, we're looking at maybe sight you know how that affects their decision making mm. um, we already have a physiologist who works with um, all their all the referees at nationals at the moment sort of mm. sometimes and we do a lot of testing as well mm. with fitness you know for the referees when they come into the national championships now but Mm. mainly the nrdp will get a
0: got you let me know if you've already uh, kind of elaborated as much as you can on this but i'm interested in what kind of focuses you actually have in terms of referee development specifically so less about the nutrition and 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 psychology stuff although that's all intertwined of course what are the focuses for improving the referee what kind of things do you have in place and, and well
1: they you... they have to be accurate they have yep. to be good, you know, decision makers. Yep. They also have to be confident, you know, mm-hmm. in being you know, on the court. So, um, and the, the really big thing is their integrity. Yep. So, you know, they, we, when we're looking at this, we're looking at the personalities and if they're a good person as well. So gotcha. it has to be the person that we think was going to make a good fit for the Hmm.
0: Got you. How do you actually help with their accuracy during this program? What kind of things do you do? Video.
1: It's, yeah. Video is everything with accuracy. We They re-look at tapes. With the accuracy, if they made an error, we look at why. Not mm-hmm. so much we don't, sort of, the video's not there to be used to say, yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's to see, if, were they in the right position? Did they make the right decision for you know like for the rules mm. um, those sort of things and then you know it's a discussion so they don't do it again mm. and that's how we improve it and then that's, sometimes it's only small chips at away at a time and eventually you know they, they get a lot more accurate but still there is mistakes made at the highest level.
0: Mm. Interesting, interesting. What, uh, what kind of standards you have to have in order to actually get into this program so if you were looking at the referees out here today at the 18 state champs what is like some non-negotiable traits this referee has the opportunity to referee at the highest level what do they have to have in their bag
1: um just say so the, the, the confidence they have to have yep. the um the it's it is a bit of a personality as well but also they have to have that willingness to learn mm-hmm. you know if 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 they're not prepared to put in the hard work and change and adjust to all the feedback they get, Mm -hmm. they don't advance quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, We are looking in, you know, like they're gonna be a couple of years, Mm -hmm. but that development can be quite a slow process if they don't wish to do all that hard work and and there's a lot of commitment to mm. to be
0: able to get to there. Mm. So did you say you oversee this entire program? Yes I do. So do you actually have a lot of people working under you trying to select people and things like that or or do the people actually get selected and sent to you?
1: Yeah they I actually come into Basketball Australia after they've gone to the states and look. Got the names. so I've come into the program ah. in the selection process. So with our selection process the states have nominated them yep the they've gone to the WMBL and NBL yep for um to, to see if they've missed anybody yep and then what we've done is the second process is we may have some some people are not quite up to the standard mm-hmm. yet and the ones that are at the standard we've had a online interview with them. Mm-hmm. To see if their mindset is right, if they if they're willing to put into that commitment to uh, to the program, so we can take them to that next How
0: level. How much of a commitment is it?
1: Well, we've said around about ten hours a week. Yep, but it's probably it could be sometimes five hours a week. There are other times when they're cutting up games and stuff. You know, because all these referees that are in our NRDP are also on NBL one. Mm. so they will they might be cutting up their own games reevaluating it working with a, a mentor on it so sometimes it might be more than 10 but around the average it's probably around about 10
0: hours possibly a week mm. and being NRDP, do you have to be in contact with with a lot of people from overseas and things like that as well at the same time or are you just preparing them for that
1: no no you don't it's, it's, that, that's that's international okay so got you yeah. the NRDP, of course yeah our pro our yesterday. pathway is NODP is for to progress to the WNBL. Once you're on the WNBL, ah, so then sense. you will go progress to the ERP for the for the NBL. Ah, okay. And on NBL, then they will be selecting it for the international. We're going to have an international referee development
0: program ah. for our next Phoebus. Got you. That makes sense. Um, what's what's the ERP, real quick? It's the. It's okay if you don't, got it. I'm not sure. That's fine. It's the one for the, it's the, the NBL one. Got you, got you. So if someone wanted to get in this pathway, if they wanted to referee at the, the national level, or we're talking about referees that are here, at the state champs even, what kind of steps do they need to take in order to get to that? Uh, do they need to f- They need to try... be
1: officiating in the NBL one.
0: Okay. They need to
1: be officiating in the senior league of your comp- yep. state and be doing sort of at the highest level. And be doing well at that, so got that you. that progress then is where you get identified yep. for that the next level up.
0: Got you. And does that come from where does SRDP come into all of this?
1: That's that's the state. That's the state sort of. They 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 be selecting, looking at referees that might have the potential of of, of going on NBL one.
0: Got you. Got you. All right. So if you haven't made an NBL one yet, possibly an SRDP could be in your in your eyesight, and then but other otherwise after that you get to NBL one. NBL one, you get selected for NRDP, NRDP to the national level. Yep. Wow, that's, that's interesting. I like it. That's really. But no, that cool. doesn't
1: mean that they. That's the pathway. So if they if they show a lot of talent. Yep. They may go from um, NRDP straight into NBL. Ah, Not yep. quite. going to happen, but if someone's showing very like a lot of talent. Yep. They may skip. You know, if um, the the NBL wants to pick them up, or the NBL might take them straight into. Their um, ERP, you know, and skip to that, you know, and then they may put them on games in the in the NBL, but that's where they've got about three or four people in there at the moment. So you know that that's the next ones that they're looking to go onto the onto the NBL panel.
0: Gotcha, that's awesome. How long have you been in this role for?
1: For this this BA, oh, yeah, I've been here. This one has been about four months. Yep, but previously, prior to this, yep. I was working for Basketball Australia for nine years.
0: Wow and what were
1: you doing with Basketball Australia? That was I was the officials manager so I did everything from grassroots up to the international level Ah, then so the but the office moved from Sydney to Melbourne and Mm. so they made the Sydney office redundant so then you know I'd been out for a while now with COVID it's made people uh, we've got staff in every state right so it's so, Basketball Australia don't just have the the Melbourne office anymore. They have people in uh, Queensland,
0: New South Wales, ACT, mm. um, and even I think in South Australia. Mm, got you. Uh, I just want to backtrack for a second. Did, did you ref yourself when you were younger? And... I did. Yep, I yep. did.
1: Sort of start late
0: with it. Yep. Uh, started
1: when, did when you the start? kids. Oh, probably it's 25 years wow. ago. So yeah. It's, awesome. So it's. But you know my age now, sort of thing. It's For sure, <laughs> it's yeah. Thing. Still run around a little bit. Yeah. But um, <laughs> originally got in because my son wanted to do it, cool. And then the uh, the daughter wanted to do it as well. So it's just as a yeah. Just I got into it then, and then doing ref coaching, and just it yep. took off from there.
0: Yep. What kind of level did you end up refing? Uh, like actually, Senior,
1: seniors in in New
0: South Wales at the Waratah level. Oh, yeah, so almost like an NBL1 type of stuff yeah, yeah, like USL NBL1. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. Got you, interesting. Quick question. What is like a trait that's like a deal breaker uh, for a referee if they wanted to, you know, pursue this pathway?
1: Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but, you know, the uh, every referee now, mm-hmm. they have to do an integrity course.
0: Mm, yep. And
1: there's also... So there can be no gambling, mm-hmm. nothing like that. With anything that can bring the sport or you know like integrity of the sport under scrutiny. Yep. Um, and then and the other thing too, it might be seem funny, but drugs in sport. You mm-hmm. know they, if they're officiating at that high level, they uh, although they wow. don't get tested, they cannot be taking any sort of, you know, drugs as well. So yeah. you know those those are the two things that will really just um not maybe can their career but it will definitely suspend it
0: mm, no doubt i want to move forward and i want to just ask for a bit of advice for these younger ones what is what is some advice you could give that's maybe a maybe doesn't take a lot of effort to implement but yields a lot of results any yep. thoughts so on
1: that? so these guys and, and this thing you've got to have fun mm-hmm. you have got to have a bit of fun with the you know if you're officiating otherwise you it becomes a grind and, you know, when it all gets, um, it gets busy with schoolwork, whatever they are doing, uni and study and that. And if, and if it becomes all a chore, mm. they tend to drop away. Mm. If it's a bit of fun for them and there's the, the camaraderie with all the other ones and they're coming to see their friends, it becomes, you know, it's what they love to do. To take it further in that, mm-hmm. they have to um, be good people. Mm. be a good person where they can referee with anybody you know you don't want the person says oh, i don't want to referee with them or if them damn mm. you know, so that's you know you can, if you're the type of person who everyone sort of likes and you, yeah they want to be with you, you you will progress pretty quickly
0: that's awesome i've heard that a lot and so it's really kind of reality a reality check for people like at these tournaments who who are just really good people to hang around and are team players that's that's the type of person that that people want to hang around and and I guess on that teamwork aspect, how are you finding? How are you seeing uh, out here? Are you noticing a lot of this? Do you, do you, when you walk around, do you notice these things even off court? And oh, how much? Most are... certainly.
1: In yeah. in our with our level of experience, we notice it probably more so than other people do. Mm. And we notice the little things where they're helping each other, the communication between, them, they're looking at each other all the time. Mm. It's these little minor things that. Uh, really work together to make that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see when, in, if you can sort of see the referees don't look to be there, you can't see that one's better than the
0: other, mm-hmm. you know the team is gelling very well. Got you, got you. What is some, can you try for me, if you can, what are maybe three positive things that you've seen at this State Champs and three negative things that you haven't liked seeing?
1: The three positive things is these state with the State Champs, yep. they're better every day. So obviously, the learning they're getting, the feedback they're getting from every coach they're putting into play, we're coming out of this championship with better referees. Mm -hmm. So they're learning, we've got a great sort of learning platform here where they're constantly um, getting on. The other thing is, is they're building a lot of relationships here. You know, like there's, they're building up the ref family. You know, Mm -hmm. like when they come to another another one of these, they're already knowing them, so we've already got that rapport going with them. Mm Um, the other thing too is they're they 're they 're building not just the rapport with them but coaches as well mm-hmm. so the the people who help run a game is the referees, the coaches managers it 's a it 's and the score bench stats and everyone it 's a bit of a team sort of effort yeah and when they build that rapport and they work all together, we come out with a very good successful mm. tournament
0: definitely definitely all right all right so I want to know, leadership-wise, what are some things that we can do to better ourselves as leaders out on the floor? How important is leadership and what can we do to ensure that we're the, we're the leaders we need to be in order to referee at the highest level? Because no doubt, almost every referee at the NBL level would all in their own right be leaders. Would I be correct?
1: Well, this is, this is a very good question that we've we, when we did our
0: NRDP interviews,
1: yep. everyone says they want to be a leader, mm. because you've got to define first, what's a leader? Mm. What is a leader? So if, they're, if you're looking at, they're looking at their level, they're probably saying they want to be leaders at the top level, but they're already mm. leaders for back of their association to mm. younger groups. So they've mm. they're already achieved that, that leader. Yeah. And then we've got to sort of say, what do they see? What do they see a leader being? Mm. How, what do they think a leader is? Is it a person who directs the, who has confidence in the game. That means they've got to do more games to be confident. And is it the one who speaks and they're more, and they're not an introvert type of person. You know, so they're quiet sort of thing.
0: Mm.
1: We're not sure. This is where we're exploring in the NLP mm. to see in the part of like the, with the psychology what is a leader and what do we need to do to make them to, to assist them along that path, mm. because it's different levels. As I said, they're already leaders in their own right with. Mm where they're at, because they've already achieved that highest, that um, high performance status of being in that program. Mm. Now, what? how do we take a next level?
0: Yeah, got you, got you. Do you have your own kind of definition of a leader that you like to use, or is it always kind of... A
1: leader is a person who can make the crew work on the court. Yep. So it's not just the person who dictates this out. And then it says, if someone's not... In a good position, we all have bad games. Mm. It's that person who can lift that person, mm. and this is when we're at championships. And that you can see, you're looking for the person who can lift the the rest of the officials and best, bring the best out of their game. Mm. That's the that's the leader that I want to be looking for. That's the one who you put on. You know, you can put them on the gold medal game, yep. and we're going to get the best result out of it.
0: Mm, definitely. And I guess also what I'm seeing is as well is like being a leader, it's not a free pass to do less, it's actually a responsibility to do more. That's what I, how I like to see it as well, because a lot of people, when they get in that, that position of authority, they're like, yes, look out, I'm just gonna make you guys do all the work now, etc., etc." and that's like uh, a pet peeve of mine, which is why I mention it. Um, but yeah, so on this leadership topic, I guess it all kind of comes back full circle around to the whole realm of mindset. Uh, mindset. How much of refereeing is mindset, and what things can we do to ensure that we have the right mentality, the right mindset uh, to be able to deal with the requirements of refereeing?
1: The mindset is, we call it active mindset. Okay, cool. So, an active mindset is being focused for the whole 40 minutes, or we (sighs) said full 40 minutes of play time. I like it. Um, We have a lot of times in the game where it's after a basket, it's like, it's a bit of a switch off for them. Mm. They've got to be mindset to you know, to keep it. When we call a foul, the whistle goes. We seem to switch off a bit. Mm. But that's when, this is when something might happen. Mm. and This is where they have to stay focused all the time. Mm. Um, and it is. It's quite hard to stay. Like I say, a 40-minute game might go an hour and a half. And yeah. they've got to keep full concentration for that hour and a half. And even at the top levels, mm-hmm. um, they can tend to wander off or drift off a bit. And that's where the... Problems might happen. It might only be a couple of minutes in the game, but they got to then try and keep that focus and refocus to keep it constant throughout the whole game. And it's not an easy task.
0: Have you experienced a lot of challenges within uh, within everything in your career? What's like one of the biggest challenges you've had, and and how have you overcome that? If if you have,
1: um, not so big a challenges and stuff. Um, one of the focuses we've had at the moment is about females and officiating. Yeah. We always find at the younger ages they um we have like a 50-50 split and the higher it goes they seem to drop to off. Dr- drop off a bit. Mm. And but it's really good it's really good here to see you now. div 1 comp. It's a it's a nearly a exact split of 50-50 wow. between the male and female. And we we're not sure of the exact science of it because yep. there is some there is some people like looking at it. We are looking at it at the moment. Um, whether the, the guys and I don't know, school, university yep. comes a big interruption of it and then, and that's fine. Whether they come back, some may not. Mm. Um, but we do look at, and even fever level, the fever level now, I'm not sure if you knew that in the, with the fever, they only have the green license. Yeah. Oh,
0: They've they, got in a new one. They've got
1: only for the females. Now, yeah. if we don't have female It's at that level, then they don't get the, we don't ah, get the license. Oh,
0: cool. That's so awesome and that's so cool to hear because I know a lot of females probably feel that way, that there's not as many at the top level and then they have less people to look up to, less people to aspire to become. Yeah, that's really interesting, I like it. Um, refereeing and educating, because do you also educate at the higher level or are you more so just... Within... Yes, I was, I was
1: doing the NBL. Yes, got uh, you. I'm doing the WNBL, so, but I've now gone back to more focusing on my role at BA now, sort of the yep. job as such. Yep. Um, and so the education wise is now I'm mainly focused more at getting you know the grassroots courses off the ground, getting yeah. the programs and up. So now there is you know like with John John Reardon looks yep. after all the W and Bill um, education wise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they go to get to the NBL level, it's Scott Butler. Yep. And when it's going to FIBA, well, when they go overseas, it's all different educators from all over the world. But, um, and that's what they call the trip, the, the which is a FIBA interne- referee international instructor oh, programs. Cool. So there's then the level ones, level twos. So I'm a ah. level one, um, John and, and Albert Joseph are level twos and they do all the international ah. education over that way. So that's the bit of the pathway for that top
0: levels. Interesting, interesting. Do you believe all referees should be educators?
1: What do you mean, er, all referees? As well, do coach? you
0: think? Well, I'm just interested because what I find is when you teach something, you understand it a whole lot better. Would you advise to a lot of these referees out here that they actually practice their education skills? Almost oh, no, certainly. That's what we
1: tell people? them. Not necessarily; they they could be coming back and doing junior ones. Mm-hmm. But yes, you you're absolutely right. If the, when you teach it, you understand it better, and you learn it, mm. learn it better. Mm. Um, but when they, when they get to the higher levels and, and stuff like that, they prefer to, to focus on more of their officiating career, mm-hmm. rather than trying to do both. So they generally will, once they've retired, you know, from doing that, they might look at doing the, um, take up the career of mm. doing uh, referee coaching, you know, mm. um, or instructing. Mm beyond, you know, their, their career as, as referees. Mm,
0: awesome. When you were educating the NBL level, uh, how did you go about informing the referees of their performance? I've heard that, you know, at the higher level, you know, you just go straight to the point and...
1: You do sort of go straight to the point, but it's not a disrespectful. Yeah. It's a conversation still. Yeah. So we had different, different levels. So there might have been a pre-COVID... Mm-hmm. We had people at the games. At the moment, there's no people at the games. It's all done by video. Mm-hmm. So if it was the person at the game, then they would be talking to the referees after it, but not so much about the calls, but about the game itself, and, and you know, and given they're given the coaching advice and that. Um, the the referees have to do their their, their cut ups. Mm-hmm. Scott Butler will be doing cut ups of the of the clips. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to then look at the clips sort of uh, their advice on it and the referee coaches would then respond to that advice as well so there's there was mm. two coaches on every game there's a game day coach so the one at the venue and a video coach who would review wow. the videos and all the calls so the game day coach gave that. the coaching side of yes. things rather than worry about the, the calls itself oh wow and the video coach and then after all that then we would be doing teleconference like every tuesday night with all the coaches and we discuss every game
0: ah interesting what kind of advice would you have to give on referees in terms of receiving feedback so i guess being receptive to feedback how important is it and what can you say to these referees in order to really allow them to do that effectively
1: oh they all they i can tell you now all the referees at the nbl were are respectful taking feedback yep um, and even to the two, they will get some clarification, but they always will take it on. There is a lot of different elements, though, with the NBL compared to other competitions. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they have the IRS and sort of how they did yeah. the review, how we did this, how we present ourselves on the court and looking at uh, the delay in how long it took, how long do we take them to come in from time out. So mm-hmm. there's all these different aspects because a lot of this is on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's it becomes then... Um, if we delay the game too much on the TV, and we're looking at the overall product to how it, c- it comes to the public.
0: Mm, awesome, that's so cool. Is there anything that uh, that a lot of people don't know about about the the whole program as a whole, getting to the highest level, that people should know, or is it, it's all pretty much out there?
1: You mean like going what from from yeah from from, from, from where here we are
0: to like NBL? Yeah. yeah, it's it's.
1: It's in the reach of anybody, like yeah. these, anyone who, if they want to put the work in, yep. and they want to do that, the hard yards, and they're doing games, um, anybody can do it. Anybody can get there, you know, they can have the dream of being going all over the world, you know, with, the, with the FIBA and, mm. and getting to that level. The, the thing is, is quite often, some will just, they get to a certain level, and they think, yeah, I don't really want to do too much more, I'm not prepared to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fair enough. We need, we need the referees still doing our um, domestic competitions and mm-hmm. you know, over the highest level or our state league competitions mm-hmm. and they don't want to do that, that extra because you know, to, to, of the time and commitment in it. Yeah. Um, when they get to the FIBA level and NBL level, um, they're not all fully employed. Mm-hmm. So it is, there is a massive disruption on their work, their family, um, They'd be away for sometimes if they've got to. they got to do a lot of travel, so there is there is that sort of commitment for them. Mm. Um, and you know, it, it's some of a lot of them do it really well. Mm. But
0: I like it. Last last question, and then we'll get to the finish. Uh, is there anything that I've missed uh, that you want to touch on? Uh, not really.
1: Um, yeah. It's to... always good to see one of these come to one of these tournaments, so yeah. I can see the next. Group that are coming yeah. through. This is what we, although we do get all these referees, they'll be coming to our national championship. Mm. So I like to see already when they're coming, put a face to it mm. and already sort of know, have a look mm. and know what they're coming. They all aspire to go to nationals. They mm. all aspire, aspire to getting the gold medal game sort mm. of thing and it's great. Um, it is for us, you know, as, uh, as the educators, we, we love to see them, you know, progress. Mm. Seeing
0: some potential out there?
1: Oh, most certainly. Yeah. There's a lot of good referees out there and uh, and a lot of good games are being officiated really well. Mm. Um, and to, today it was, yeah, it's been really good. Um, mm. Tomorrow being finals,
0: expect, you know, they're probably going to bring their A game. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, it's been so good talking to you. I've already learned heaps about the pathway and everything. Um, Thanks for letting me take advantage of your expertise. I want to finish with the final segment, which I'm calling free throws, which means I'm going to ask you a question. You've got five seconds to answer. It's a violation. So, are you ready? Okay. All right. Have you ever witnessed a perfect game? Never. Never. Have you been abused quite a lot over your years? Many a times. Uh, Quick sidebar. Do, is there any memorable time that you uh, have a story for?
1: Yeah, there was one uh, I can remember. We were, it's just a country tournament we're doing on the weekend. Yep. We're down in uh, Shoalhaven. Yep. Um, I'm out on one court as a supervisor, dressed in jeans, normal shirt, whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone says, Bruce, there's, no one, there's only one referee on the court on the other side. And as I have to run through the referee room to get to the other side, to, I've just grabbed a whistle, I've gone out, I'm virtually on the run, yep. and I've gone with the play to try and get to the other end, didn't get there, probably missed a foul. Yep. The coach is going, he's going off, you know, how'd you miss that foul? And I turn around and says, cause I'm fat and old and I didn't make it.
0: Uh, and he said, are you gonna admit to that? And I says, it's the truth. Uh, we have been like good friends. Wow, since. that's amazing. Because I was actually going to ask you what's like the most, uh, I guess, sassiest in a way comment that you've said to a coach. It's wow. probably,
1: probably one of the ones, yeah.
0: That's amazing. Do you have any, ha- any one liners? So we're back on the free throws. Any one liners that you like to use against coaches in game for um, generalized No,
1: coaches? I haven't used it, but
0: mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, we always
1: say the referees. Never to, uh, and I don't know if any referees are, I do not recommend you always do this. <laughs> yeah. A uh, referee, a uh, coach might be going off yeah. and in a dead ball period, and the referees come up and do it and say, Okay, coach, is there a question amongst that? Yeah. And the coach's gone, I guess not. Yeah. All they want to do is Ooh. just have a have a wing like and what? And they said, is You got a question? Because of what you say, we always say to the referees, You know, to answer if the
0: coach has got a question and then they decided to use that and... True, that's a good one. Is there a question amongst that? Yeah, it makes sense. All right, what's your favourite thing about basketball? The people. Best quality a referee can have?
1: Uh, Be a good person. Worst
0: quality? Uh, Dishonesty. Pet peeve?
1: My pet peeve?
0: Oh, yeah, your pet peeve that you see in referees. Um...
1: Try. What do I say? Uh, trying to control the game themselves.
0: Got you. Is there a rule you dislike?
1: Yes. The uh, the the missed the last free throw when they touch the line. The last free throw when they. Touch when them. the last when the last free throw on the shooter touches the line and the ball goes in. Ah, got you. Don't like oh, it. Ooh, If they've released the ball behind the line, I
0: think it. And they touch ah. the line, I think it should just ah interesting uh, that is really cool because I haven't ever heard that in my life that's crazy I like it okay uh, do you have a secret talent uh, I can juggle you can juggle how many uh, how I'm many things three. can you juggle just three. three uh, balls. That's, that's pretty talented still I'll give you that alright I think I'm done let me see if I want to ask one more Hmm. reading the rule book the whole rule book front to back yes or no no. Read it, read it.
1: Um, there is, I think we actually put out a way of like looking at it. Right. The real book is more, um, the interpretations is better, a book to read. Cool. For your examples. Yep. Um, exams are the best way to learn. Do practice exams. Right. And when you don't know the answer and you get a thing, go look it up. You know, these are the things.
0: That wow. Awesome advice. Awesome. I love the fact that we finished on that. Okay. I think I'm done. Uh, any final words of advice, final things that you want to say before we wrap up and uh, then we'll be done.
1: Well, we always say to referees, look after yourselves. Mm. Um, plenty of sleep. Mm. Good nutrition for the game. But then always come with a positive attitude and, um, and have a bit of fun in the game sometimes, you know, like you're chatting with the players, chatting with the coaches. Mm. Everybody, like, if anyone have, has that sort of bit of fun in the game and mm. it doesn't get tense, it's a much easier game to control. Mm.
0: Yeah, I can speak from experience. Absolutely. Best games I've ever watched is the ones that I've enjoyed the most. Most certainly. I love Those it. The ones you remember too. So cool. Thank you so much, Bruce. I truly appreciate you taking the time. I know we're busy. Let's get out there and watch this game. Okay, no worries. I really can't be more grateful to Bruce Kears for taking the time to sit down and lay some knowledge on us in this episode thank you so much man um, i really hope all you guys out there got a lot out of this maybe took some notes and i can't wait to watch you go start applying this stuff don't forget jackie dover thank you so much for sponsoring the episode go follow our stuff at jd8 official and yeah uh there's a little a little link in the description of this episode where you can actually send me a voice memo as a bit of feedback and let me know how you're enjoying it Like the episode, comment on the stuff, ask me questions. Let's keep building this thing. And then pretty much we're recording a podcast right now.